You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is the Unpack podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation talking about your... Your one and oh Green Bay Packers. You're one and one uh Green Bay Packers. We are on Twitter at the Unpack Pod. We are on Instagram for no discernible reason at the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, like the person who said that I giggle and sigh too much. Um, not wrong. Not not wrong. I always used to be the guy whose voice got criticized, so I'm glad I'm glad that's shifted. He actually he said the other two guys are okay though, so you guys are oh. you guys are good. It's just me um, that this particular person does not like. But welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Um, I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I am joined. Uh, we'll go in the reverse order we normally do. Since Ben, you chimed in. Ben Foley out in New York. How are you? I'm doing great. Better than Jace Sternberger. Yeah, we will get to that uh, in poetry land. Um, also joined by Alex Patakis. How are you doing, man? Also great. Also great. And also better than Jace Sternberger. I heard a little birdie told me that uh, you're going to be back on a real microphone starting next week. I am. I am. I finally... Uh... I'm back on a Mac. It's not mine, but I've got one to use. Uh, so therefore, I can use the equipment that you so graciously gave me before you departed New York because it only works on a Mac. Uh, I just need... The only reason I didn't use it today is uh, uh, this is like too new of a computer, so it doesn't have like a USB input. So I need a USB to USB-C converter, which one I've been told little... by many is the future. Yep. So uh, Yes, uh, I... One of these. I have that so, issue myself. I'll hold it up for yeah, the camera that classic, no one can uh, see. One of these. Ah, you got bubbles. one. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I you already mail you one. Right now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Peek behind the curtain. The past uh, almost a year, I would say, I've been post-producing Alex your your voice, which you are you're holding your phone right now. You're using the voice recorder app on your Not phone. Not terrible. Yeah. Not it great, honestly though. doesn't sound that bad through the through the headphones of even just the mic of whatever you're recording it on. We make it work. We make it work. I was going to say too that uh, you go to B and H. B and H got you covered. Oh, it's yeah? also just fun to go to. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check it out. I know that's a pretty like famous store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going to go to the Apple store, but I'm guessing I would probably somehow pay more for the nah, same. Exact go to B and H and watch the cool like weird uh, like conveyor, the conveyor belt, thing. belt, and then like you'll get candy. There's lots of free candy. <laughs> it's kosher candy, I think. Okay, I'm, big, I'm in the I'm back. A big, I'm a big fan of B and H. It's on. It's like West, right? Like Midtown West or something. Yeah, it's by the post office, the big post office. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the didn't uh isn't that the building that either Google or Facebook like bought out completely? 
during the pandemic uh, or something? Google bought, I think, a building south of it and just bought another one on the water. Yeah. We are we are on brand here spending two minutes talking about an obscure uh, electronics store in New York City. <laughs> it's not obscure, but if you're not in, if you've never been in New York, you've probably never been to B and H. Yeah, like B and H. What the hell's that? Uh, we will talk about the Packers who beat the Lions thirty-five to seventeen. Some, some quick housekeeping that I wanted to get to first. Um, uh, you may you may have noticed listening to last week's show that I attempted to bleep curse words and I missed. I'd say my batting average was about two hundred. There were I tried to take very thorough notes and I, I missed quite a few of them. I think uh, now with uh, with all the shows and with uh, SB Nation's kind of like increased eyes uh, on everyone's feed, uh, we've been told PG-13, try to keep it PG-13. So I'll just say here uh, on the record, maybe I don't strain myself um, trying to bleep everything because I've, I've heard now in the feed other people are, you know, maybe not working so hard at that. Maybe we just curb it a little bit. I don't know. We just... Try to swear a little bit less. We, I feel like we're not too gratuitous. We're never like disparaging anyone with our curse words. We're just kind of uh, except for I'll, except for Kyler Fackrell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's usually not disparaging, but I, I, uh, I feel like I throw in some gratuitous language, curse words when it's not even necessary. So I will, uh, I'll do the whole like that one's on me. Raise my hand. Swear uh, jar. Take that foul. Um, I missed a, a bunch of years. I, I. Took very thorough notes and I thought I did a great job. And then I was listening back like a day later and it's like all these bleeps. And then somewhere in the midpoint in the show, it's like five F-bombs in a row from from you. <laughs> Would you believe that in like six, seven years of doing radio, I only ever accidentally dropped an F-bomb once on the air? And it was like when I was really excited. I wasn't mad about anything. And it was because I said, I don't remember. I think it was after the Super Bowl. Uh, which the Packers won, and I said Clay bleeping Matthews. Yep. Um, and <laughs> amazing. Yeah, only time. My worth only. It. Uh, my totally only one. Which it. like, yeah, so worth it. Um, I think I was talking about the Kevin Green clip too. Amazing. The uh, the only other the one other um, quick housekeeping thing, and then I promise we'll talk about football. Someone tweeted uh, at us after after last week's show. Um, and they had questions. We were talking about um, what we call quality basics, like T-shirts and and oh, things yeah. like that. Oh, do we have feedback on that? I love this. Just that, just that someone I think didn't what the concept of quality basics was new to them, and mm. so I was like trying to walk them through it on Twitter, and they were like, "So you're talking about like white T-shirts and stuff?" And like, it is, but it is. I don't know, Alex. Do you want to? Exp- Nobody should take like sartorial advice from us, but. Uh, <laughs> a quick quality basics roundup, maybe. Well, okay, so like things like that make me want to get back on Twitter. But then, like every time I send one tweet out and I get something back that's like, you know, crawl back into your hole, you whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, I, maybe it is better. I'm not, but I would love to exchange in some uh, discourse on quality basics. I don't know. I, I how, am I the guy to really talk about this? I feel like I just like stumbled upon this this summer. It's basically I feel like when I used to just buy T-shirts. You know, basics, plain, like solid color things. I would just buy like a $10 H&M shirt because I'm like, it's a freaking T-shirt. But then you're always buying them. They once you wash them like once, they kind of suck. So it's actually worth the investment when people are like, I'm going to buy a a $40 white T-shirt. But like it makes a huge difference. It becomes a staple in your wardrobe. It always stays crisp. You wash it. It's great. 
and it doesn't wear and it's it's worth the investment and it's if a, it fits you better if you if you find the right place to, to shop at and yeah and that's the big key right is it i've tried already like three different types of quality basics and my, all of like the algorithms on my social media have picked up <laughs> on that totally they probably like know about my weight gain during the pandemic because they're like advertising to me all these shirts that like hide your beer belly like with these t-shirts i get those too. perfect <laughs> and i'm like holy crap you guys are really on it um <laughs> and uh yeah and i bit but everlane great um velva sheen really good t-shirt Ooh. company they're a little thick though but that's a great fall t-shirt I, I highly recommend splurging on that if you can never once wore one of the three ones that i got this summer and didn't get a compliment and i don't get compliments because i'm not a fashionable person there you go and and rant that's the best contribution you'll get from me all day. Um, let's talk football. Yeah, we are on the free Zoom. So <laughs> we're on the free Zoom, so we'll we'll move it along, and we will talk football finally. The Packers played uh, last night as we record this, thirty-five to seventeen over the Lions at Lambeau Field, and let's just get right into it and do note nugs. And I will go first because um, we. You learned sure you don't lesson. want to ask if we want to? <laughs> Would you like to? No, actually, I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. My note nug. It's going to start with a little audio. I'm going to cue up the audio. Came here at Lambeau without without your dad. Just how much was he on your heart tonight? Uh, he was he was really on my heart. I actually have a, a chain with a football, and his ashes are in it. I scored, and I, it fell off in the end zone. So. I'll go look for it, but I know he's happy. He'd be happy. He was like, if you lose it anywhere, lose it in the end zone. So. You didn't, you didn't, you haven't found it? I haven't. Uh, the grounds crew was looking for it, though. So. Oh, we got to go we'll get We'll that. find it. We'll find it. Just when did you- of course, you guys have probably all heard by now. Uh, Aaron Jones, um, what a game for him. He lost his dad in the spring uh, to, to COVID, a rough stretch. Personally, the home opener, he just goes off. It is the Aaron Jones show and of course uh, again you probably know by now he was wearing a necklace that contained some of his dad's ashes he lost it in the end zone after a score um, but fear not the the Packers esteemed trainer Flea apparently found the necklace at I believe uh, like two o'clock in the morning I think I, I saw so all's well that ends well bit of a, a touching story some some far of Monday night vibes uh, a little bit with the with the father storyline um and I don't know, man. I just wanted to lead with uh, some some human interest, baby. <laughs> I was happy for uh, it was a touching story, but also happy for Jones. Um, statistically, what a game! Not not much to to get takey on with that. Nope, nope. <laughs> just happy for the guy and great game. And in in a week leading up, you know, uh, to this game, I was I was really consumed with. Uh, Jamal Williams audio that was being thrown at me and um, and he is of course eminently likable but it kind of made me forget and I don't know how I could how likable Aaron Jones is he's he maybe not as silly but just a really easy guy to root for yeah 100% both very likable and Jersey Swamp uh, which I think could have been predicted some photo ops I believe after the game yep they were roommates um, love it and and root for Jamal Williams too, um, which I'll do for the remainder of the season. Yep, save for one game. I actually was shocked that he didn't like make. Uh, I just had the, an image in my head that Jamal Williams would have like a career day um, yesterday, but I'm glad that didn't happen. 
if he had a, if he had had a career day and the Packers won won by a touchdown, I'd feel like I'd be I'd allow that. Yeah, yeah, same. As long as Aaron Jones also has that performance, because I think that's just yeah, super feel good. It's great to have that be the narrative coming out of the game rather than Aaron Rodgers tanking the season on purpose. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, another reminder that really a lot of the offense does run through Aaron Jones. Um, Alex, give me your note nug. Yeah, so uh, you know, he came to the line. I, I didn't get the look I wanted, so I hope you don't mind if if I audible because uh, we actually <laughs> did communicate today on what our note nugs would be. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna switch it up um, because you reminded me of something when you brought up Jamal Williams. Um, since we're you know we got our Monday night game out of the way early, do we have another one? I know we're Sunday night next week. Somewhere uh, this we is do. your uh, my note I think, nug. I think there's a Thursday. Okay, uh, tolerable. Because uh, my, my note nug is basically just a reminder that ESPN, you are the worldwide leader. But this Monday Night Football broadcast, I'm sorry to like be the broadca- broadcast snob guy, but like sometimes it's really insufferable. You would have gathered if you just were dropped in, like to, if you just started following the NFL yesterday, that Jamal Williams is like a Green Bay Packer legend, like Barry Sanders style. <laughs> and also that he's like 10 times better of a player than he is. And then some of the, like, just the language they were using about, like, you know, like, the trends of the season so far. It's like, dude, come on. Like, one game. Like, everyone knows now. It's it's one game. Um, so, I don't know what it is, but Monday nights fall from grace. It's, it's quite sad. Did you happen to see any of the, um, the ESPN2 coverage with Peyton and Eli? So that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up as a note note because I do want to just briefly get your guys' take on that. I think it's great, but I can't do it for a Packer game. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I I felt like it was every other week I'll watch that over the actual broadcast. But for the Packers, I felt like very distracted. And also, like, there's so much happening on screen that isn't the game that I feel like for a Packer game that I need to pay attention to. Even though Peyton and Eli can drop great insight, it's, it's not for me. But... It's a great idea. Like that's cool. Like I think he, that to me that's almost an admission too of ESPN being like people are kind of fed up with just like some of our broadcasts and we need to spice it up just the way they do uh some of these other things. Anyway, this isn't a broadcast podcast. It's kind of a natural progression out of the Romo thing, right? Like Romo turns out to be this kind of great broadcaster who brings us, you know, like you almost feel like it's like when you watch a Roma broadcast, you're like, wow, I wish Roma could just like say what he wants and like kind of take off all the veneer of like the sportscasterness. Um and and I think it makes sense that they kind of capitalized on it. I mean I guess what I'd be curious about is how do you how do you get like who will be the player that both does that and is compelling and interesting enough to kind of like listen to as someone who's conscientious of what a viewer wants. I guess Romo is probably that guy. Like Romo probably is that balance. Um, but that's that's my two cents on that. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see it, but if he wanted to be entertaining, Rogers would be incredible. Oh, I mean, for sure. Like, like yeah. it's just he he would take the number one spot on any network the second he like his agent makes a phone call once he's done playing. But I I don't really see it being an interest of his based on how worldly he is and how all these other things he's got going on. Worldly. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you guys see any of the Manning stuff? Sorry, before Ben. I, uh, I didn't. Hook. No, I, I don't have ESPN too. I saw, I, I saw just one. one clip. It was, it was, I saw one clip 
uh, Favre was on for, I don't know if it was the whole thing. I assume it was just like a little guest spot. I thought having the third person on, especially um, someone like Favre who just can just kind of talk um, was distracting. Honestly, I like, yeah, um, yeah. I like the Mannings being able to go back and forth and give insight. I think that's cool. I think having a guest on during the game is just even more distracting. Uh, I just I, the only reason I wanted to bring them up was uh, something that Justice and Matub pointed out in their in their game recap, which was um, um, the moment where Rogers threw that incredible tight window touchdown pass to uh, to our our boy Big Bob, <laughs> right as um, uh, right as Rogers was like winding up, you could see. Peyton, kind of mid-sentence, mid-conversation, he leans forward like, oh boy, what's going to happen? And then this pass comes down, and uh, as Matub uh, so artfully put it, Peyton basically creams his jeans on live TV. He goes like, oh, like <laughs> grabs the football and goes, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. G- game recognized game. It, I, I love that stuff. But that throw, man, uh, oof. That was very, I mean, it's a vintage Rodgers throw, but the first one that comes to my mind is that one to Jordy Nelson against the Vikings. It's just the ear hole throw. It's a classic. And I remember a really popular screen grab going out about that, of like what Rodgers saw when he threw it. That was really cool. I think you're right too, that it's kind of this like fantasification, right? Of like watching games that you kind of only care about for very kind of entertainment purposes. Not Not that watching the Packers isn't entertainment, but it feels more than that whereas like if i were you know i would have loved to watch that for chiefs ravens right on it's a Sunday different night. investment yeah level. yeah but also like even maybe a little bit of self-awareness too with espn because uh, monday night football is not always the sexiest matchup too so like yeah. no just having that option like i might watch i don't know like raiders chargers if i'm getting really cool insight on herbert from the Manning brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yeah. um, and also just like fun banter because they're both actually pretty have like personality, which it's a shame the NFL like will never like let people reveal that unless you're Jamal Williams. Um, anyway, you, uh, Alex, you, you preemptively, yeah, I'm checking the clock. You preemptively uh, apologized for being like, let's talk about the broadcast guy, and then we it was like six solid minutes of of broadcast talk i i personally don't mind <laughs> that's the kind oh, of stuff okay. that i like uh ben anyway ben what is your note nug um i don't know stokes <laughs> looked pretty good um stokes looked fine um, that's notable right that's yep. a nug yep. john runyon looked good i mean i think i think the the depth Parts of the team stepping up into the weaknesses uh, is good, and uh, now, now just for the defensive line, and maybe we'll we'll have ourselves, you know, there there should be some churn, some turnover. Yeah, let's let's pause for a second on on Stokes. We got a few listener few listener uh, note nugs tweeting at us at the Unpack Pod. Uh, Mark tweeted in hashtag Start Stokes. Not Ryan tweets in, Eric Stokes is going to be so damn good. Um, And I also wanted to, um, if we could kind of turn that on its head and talk a little bit about Kevin King. I saw this tweeted out by by Matt Schneidman. Pass coverage stats through two games per PFF. Kevin King, six targets, five completions allowed for 133 yards. Eric Stokes, five targets, one completion allowed for five yards. Why is, why is, what's Kevin King? What, 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 who, why, why? 
it's a it's an interesting comparison, right? Because the the plays that I mean, how much of of King's completions are on two or three big deep, you know, gashing gains that he loses track on the ball and makes a bad play while it's in the air. And Stokes hasn't really had to do deep PBUs. His pass breakups were both kind of within seven yards of the line of scrimmage, I think. So, I mean, like, as much as I think it's easy to look at these kind of like, you know, it's just, it's, it's such a small sample size that I actually think that's a little unfair to King. Um, and we, we haven't really seen Stokes, you know, turned on the outside on a, on a kind of alpha wide out threat. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I also thought, so, okay. Expanding on that too, because I listened to uh, Justice and Matub uh, talk a little bit about like how Stokes was used in the game too, like situationally. And they talked about, you know, like uh, very similarly, like things being close to the line of scrimmage, him coming in on that for- short fourth down that he's like, he he's a guy that right now they trust to play around the line of scrimmage. But that being said, I don't know if you guys saw the note from uh, Tom Silverstein, but affectionately uh, known as Spoon to uh, many people in Green Bay. But um, Matt LaFleur, I guess, said how he told Joe Barry they needed to start bringing pressure and also start like pressing. Not a good look. And then they did that, which also like two things there that 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 I want to just quickly say. You're encroaching on my haiku. I just want to be clear. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I, I, I didn't know that. Um, fucking like know that yourself. Damn it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and the um, F-bomb comes out. Don't have LaFleur tell you that. But um, also that... Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, like it, Stoke shining in that moment is just like proof that that's just what they need to be playing. Like that's, yeah. that's how they should align. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to encroach anymore. No, no, no. I was um, just joking. But like, I mean, I think there is something to be said for if you have a known quantity and that quantity is pretty crappy, it's worth finding out what the unknown quantity is. Yeah. And I understand, I yeah. understand also, I mean, I, I guess the risk, the downside is that they want to be careful with is that you don't want to blow a young player's confidence, throwing him into a position, like a situation that he can't handle. Um, now, whether or not a first round draft pick is a guy who shouldn't be able to handle that, that's fine, but it's not like the easiest position in the NFL. Um, and it's a high profile position that can really screw, you know, screw people up. Like Devontae Adams took years to come on, right? Yeah. Yep. Aaron Rodgers took years to come on. Anybody that we think of as a superstar on this team, other than I mean, even Jair took his time coming on a little bit. So I understand reluctance to throw to throw a uh, a rookie into the into the into the lion's den. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I think is interesting, just like quickly to pose a question, then is like I I mean, again, I still have not seen the numbers on snap counts, but um. Is it a one-for-one thing with King and Stokes? Because to me, it looked like uh, Stokes playing meant that Shannon Sullivan isn't. And I hope that's not encroaching on haiku territory either. But I find it interesting that, like, I think, and most of the people who tweeted at the show uh, with their note nugs was like, 20s out, you know, Stokes is in, King, see you later. But it still seems like, to me, King is going to continue to be lining up. Like, whether Stokes plays more or not, I don't think it's necessarily... Kevin King, who's coming off the field, it kind of seems like Shannon Sullivan got the demotion, which we're not breaking down the film, we're not in practice, etc. But like, he seems like he's been less exposed, you know, <laughs> like, you're not like throwing your remote uh, across the room at his expense as much <laughs> as you are with Kevin King. So um, I don't know, I find it interesting. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm just not confident that Kevin King's not going to be out there next Sunday. And the idea that there's a guy called Debo Samuel 
and Brandon Nayuk, who's like been quiet, but is supposed to be good this year. Yeah. Like well, waiting in the wings that terrifies the bleep out of me. Well, we will we will uh, at the the bottom of the show, as they say, get a quick gut gut check on the San Francisco game upcoming. But let's take a quick break, come back, and we will do some uh, news and haikus. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. really fumbling over here on this <laughs> on the uh, production aspect today we are back uh news and haikus uh we were just talking up uh ben foldy your haiku let's have let's have have you go first to kind of continue the conversation here since it seems defensive uh related and um we will go ahead and enter the spa do we give credit to joe barry for the rain did Matt make the change? <laughs> I love it. And actually, on the on the the repack pod, uh, Justice and Matub recapping the game. Which, by the way, if you're in the feed and you haven't heard that yet, go back and, and listen to that as a previous episode just before this. Uh, in that one, they they both credited the rain as a defensive player on the field, which I thought yeah. was was hilarious and not inaccurate. Yeah, I mean, I guess all that's to say is I don't. This was not the Joe Barry get right game uh, that I, I, you know, I did not see what I wanted to see out of the Joe Barry defense and the second half, um, you know, as the offense really kind of put the game out of hand and led to some garbage time kind of sloppiness on behalf of the Lions. Um, not convinced that this defense, I think from a personal perspective, has some playmakers, but I'm not convinced that this defense is by any means a playoff caliber NFL defense. Yeah, kind of. It's it's given me vibes of you know those teams that I know they they only gave up 17 to the Lions, but the vibe of those teams that we've watched in the past that you got to reliably be able to score 35 or more in order to feel comfortable winning some of these games. And I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, not a great feeling. Yeah. And, have, it, and it's, well, I think the other thing to note is that it seems like a pretty massive underperformance considering the quality of some of the playmakers on the defense and the seeming inability to get them involved in any sort of like position of strength. The one caveat I, I'll, I'll say to that, and, and Justice has been harping on this in the APC um, Slack chat, and, and I've been kind of DMing him mid game, like, please make me feel better about this defense, is that he continues to say the front seven for the Packers has four NFL players. 
Yeah, but how does that make anybody feel better? I mean, like, yeah, better that, about that's Joe Barry. One of the things he gives you. Oh, okay. Better about Joe Barry. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's like coach to the team you got. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess I don't. I don't. They can't be that bad. They were fine before. Like Mike Pettin made roughly the same personnel look fine. Fair, although they don't have yeah. Z right now. Can I be the next like masseuse in this spa? Because uh, I just I feel like mine's a little cherry to throw on top of what we got working right now. Yeah, baby, cue the music. Beaded curtain rattles, and we're in there. <laughs> Surprise onside kicks. A Mike McCarthy special. Matt Lafleur, take note. This was the most random thought I had of the game. I was a little drunk, but that defense is like when McCarthy used to say, bleep it, I'm doing a surprise onside like after we get a possession at the start of the half and score because I literally have to steal possessions from the other team for any prayer of us having the ball last or, you know, like having enough possession to let Aaron Rodgers cook. That's not a good feeling, man. Like, um, this is... I don't know. For some reason, I know that they only ended up like second half. They buckled down, but this game had those type of vibes all over it. Where it's like, doesn't matter what Rodgers does, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna come down to him. It's gonna come down to their inability to get off the field or create a turnover. Thank God it rained. Yep. And that Jared Goff has small hands and has uh, habitually struggled in the rain for like his entire playing career since like high school, since Pee Wee, um, (laughs) which I learned uh, on the unpack. Pod, or uh, sorry, the repack pod, where the unpack pod. Um, anyway, I think that's cool. I always loved Mike McCarthy for that, for just being transparent with us and being like, "Look, guys, I know we're as shit as 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 you think we are. I believe it too." So I'm on siding. Um, anyway, random thought. I miss those days. Why do I love him so much now that he's gone? It's like I can't stop talking about him. It's brutal. And then, and then I I I like tune into to Cowboys Twitter on Sunday sometimes and it is like 50-50 down the middle. Some people are like, all right, wait and see. Like, this is fine. And other people are just like, Packers fans, why didn't you warn us? This is terrible. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's th- those kind of vibes coming. Yep. All right. More, more to come. San Francisco. Jesus Christ. Speaking of vibes, and we'll get to San Francisco right after this. We're back in the spa. Terry McLaurin was on the board when Green Bay picked Jace Sternberger. <laughs> I think I saw. I think it was uh, our own uh, Paul Badger Noonan who, who tweeted that out. I believe, but Jace Sternberger, of course, hopefully many of you know by now, is as uh, is gone, released from the team and just before we hit record here Ben you were telling me that you're pretty sure you have it on record that you were not a fan at all of this pick when it went down I mean I think I tried to be optimistic at the time if I remember right but it's tight end is one of those positions where there's two things that seem to correlate with professional success by and large one is college production and the other is like physical profile and Jay Sternberger was the rare Early tight end prospect who had neither of those things. Um, so I was never particularly high on his chances. It seemed like you either had to assume that there was something that he only showed briefly in college 
or that it was a bad pick. And I guess I hoped for the former and it's the latter. And, you know, given, I think, what we saw out of Dominic Daphne last night, it just makes that pick kind of even more inexplicable and, and possibly even the Josiah DeGuyer one as well. Yep. It's just like, do not spend capital on, on these weird these weird reaches at, at skill positions, especially at positions that you, you know, that, I mean, tight end was a position of need at that, at the point of that pick. You know, and, what was uh, not a reach was when I drafted Daphne as my guy. Cause it seems like true. he's playing a lot, man. His <laughs> rep count the field, is baby. High. Yeah. But I, I just, I mean, it was a reach then it's a reach now and don't quit doing that shit. Don't be sorry. Reaching. That stuff. <laughs> And maybe AJ Dillon's the next. I mean, I like AJ Dillon as a player, but I do really think that the Packers need to have some analytic consideration of the value of draft capital tied to position and and legitimate. You know, there should be something a little more scientific than I like this guy. Uh, and sometimes in the last couple drafts, there's been some real like, who likes this guy and why do they like them moments? Yeah, and, some and some big hits well. and then a couple of real. Head scratchers, guys. We're we're just about at the three thirty mark here on our free Zoom. So why don't we look ahead real quick to San Francisco? I don't know, Alex. You already kind of tipped your tipped your hand a little bit. You feeling a little uncomfortable with this game? Yeah, man. Kyle Shanahan going at Joe Barry and uh, <laughs> four professional def- defensive, you know, front seven players. Yeah, I've seen this before, man. Like they're gonna run. It, unless the Packers come out on fire. So, uh, oh, really quick, sorry. I was always a defer guy and always like, we want the double up. I don't want this defense on the field first. Nope. You're going into, you're going into seven point hole, like uh, probably in a lot of games this year. Yep. Um, and if that happens, the game's going to get away from them. It's going to be one of those things where we feel like we didn't even see enough of Rodgers to, to have an opinion on the offense. Um, so, yeah, I would take Niners, three point favorites. At home against this defense, like Shanahan's too good of a coach to to not do what you know the Lions or to do what the Lions did, who are yeah. coached by a you know kind of a buffoon. Three so. or three and a half, I'm not sure. I I do know it didn't. It move keeps moving. After the Detroit yeah, game. I, I don't know. I might have been wrong. I just checked the DraftKings line because it was the first thing that popped up in Google. But Vegas does three. not seem to think that the uh, that that the Lions game was like a a. A, a bounce back like oh we think differently about the Packers now because the the, the line uh, it seems like for the for the 49ers game has stayed consistent yeah well they played the same opponent not that the transitive property always works in the NFL but the Niners gave up garbage time points but they hammered them and they were on the road as a West Coast team in the early slate so whatever that's worth what do you think guys yeah Ben you ready for Joe Barry versus the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers yeah, I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, I guess if we see second half Packers for the whole game and, you know, maybe win the coin toss, like I can see the Packers winning this. But I, I would, I would, I guess I'll take the Niners uh, against the spread. We, um, we started the the preseason so optimistic, and we're a few games in, and we're all just like, ah, they're probably going to lose this game. <laughs> take the money, guys. I just don't see anything about Joe Barry. I mean, I, I said that kind of half-jokingly last week that, that I think Joe Barry was the worst Gutekunst decision, but I, I still I still might think that's true. Yeah, not Jay Sternberger? 
<laughs> no, I mean, Jay Sternberger, it's, you know, it's a bad decision. It's not the worst. Yeah. Well, we got uh, less than a minute left here, so I'm just going to hit the polka because I'm going to lose you guys. At some point, the screen's just going to go black, and that's going to be it. Sopranos ending every week for us, baby. <laughs> wow. Alex says, Sopranos ending, and the Zoom chat literally goes black right on cue. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. All right, guys. Later this week in the feed, you will get reporting as eligible and then you will get intercepted where justice mosqueda previews this weekend's packers game with an expert guest so keep it locked into the feed here give us a review make fun of my voice whatever makes you happy for alex and ben i am zach rapport keep your stick on the ice and go pack go